0: Hello, welcome to the podcast for Two Consoles Too Late, I am the host, Jackson Keebler. This week uh, we're going to talk about a couple yard sales, ooh that's a lot of fun, the passing of a soundtrack composer, Legends, and some samurai movies and video game nostalgia. It's going to be a lot of fun, so let's get started. So this past weekend, I had my own yard sale and actually went to a, a local yard sale in the neighborhood. My personal yard sale was not so successful. I put out some some Wii games, some PlayStation games, and I actually I managed to sell a couple of those. But my audio receiver and some speakers and uh, a mixing board, I had a couple other things. That, that all didn't sell and some camera equipment. So sadly, it was not a very uh, profitable venture my yard sale despite uh following the advice of uh that article that i mentioned a couple weeks earlier but i did go to a yard sale sunday and i actually managed to pick up a lot of free items i didn't buy one thing i picked up a free mac keyboard uh, with the function keys and a number pad which is awesome because before i well I still have it, but I had a little Bluetooth keyboard. It was really, it was really annoying me because the batteries kept dying. And uh, when it, when the batteries died, I couldn't use my keyboard. So basically, my, my Mac was useless. So it, I now have a, a USB Mac keyboard, and it's awesome. Uh, an HDMI cable, I've got plenty lying around. But hey, you know, one more, why not? Now someone was giving away a PS. No, they weren't giving it away. But there was a PS4 for sale. No, PS3. A PS3 for sale for $40 with two controllers, but the controllers, they didn't have the charging cable for the controllers. And I already have a PS3 that I don't use, so what am I going to do with the second one? And this other guy was giving away a laptop. And I, I'm i looking at this and I'm like, that's clearly a laptop. So I asked the guy, I said, are you just giving away that laptop? And he's like, oh yeah, it's running Windows 8. I was like, okay, I don't, you know, I guess we're up to like Windows 10 or 11. Anyway, he's like, yeah, and I forgot the login for it. You know, you just have to wipe it and reload it. And I was like, I don't, I wasn't, I didn't really want to take on a project of, uh, you know, restoring a laptop, especially when I'm having enough trouble with my little Lenovo notebook. So anyway, uh, a, little, a lot of fun this weekend at the yard sales and uh, the weather was great. And I'm looking forward to uh, more in the upcoming weeks and months. All right, if you if you know what I just uh, badly hummed right there, yes, it was the theme from Chariots of Fire, and it was written by Vangelis. And Vangelis last week died at the age of 79 due to heart failure from COVID-19. Uh, Vangelis, of course, wrote the soundtrack to Chariots of Fire, which he won the uh, uh, the Academy Award for Best Original Score. And he wrote the soundtrack to Blade Runner, which I talk about repeatedly here on the podcast. Um, I always, I have to admit, sometimes I always got Vangelis mixed up with Yanni. And if you know who Yanni is, he's another Greek sort of new wave-ish synthy sort of composer. And I have to admit, when I saw that, I thought, oh no, it's, you know, I had to think for a second. But yes, Vangelis has sadly passed away. And I put a link in the show notes here to an NPR article with a great quote that I wanted to read. While he was most associated with the synthesizer, the instrument was also a source of frustration for him. Quote, I've been using synthesizers for so many years, but they've never been designed properly. They create a lot of problems, end quote. He told NPR in 2016, the computers have completely different logic than the human logic. So for his 2016 record, Rosetta, dedicated to the space probe by the same name, he simply built his own synthesizer. Um, if you get a chance, uh, if you open up that article, uh, they link a YouTube video uh, from Chariots of Fire, and, and there's some footage of Vangelis you know, playing the piano uh, over the soundtrack. So anyway, rest in peace, Vangelis. At the beginning of the month, on May 5th, uh, this game came out called Trek to Yomi. And it's a side school in action game that sort of pays homage to, I would say, 1950s samurai movies. And it, I keep seeing it. Um, I keep hearing... Well, I first heard about it on a podcast, the What's Good Games podcast. That's the first time I heard of it, I think. And then um, I was watching the IGN network. Uh, I've the Samsung smart TV in my son's bedroom and it's not hooked up to cable or antenna, but it gets, uh, internet TV and IGN has an, has their own network. And one I'm sitting there and my son's falling asleep and somebody was doing a review of track to Yomi. And I was looking at the game and it looks pretty cool. I, I'm not going to talk about the game, uh, the reason I bring it up is because I, I thought okay well you know I'll since it's so inspired by all this 50s you know Japanese cinema uh, I'll go and try to check some out. So fortunately for me HBO Max is replete with Akira Kurosawa movies and a lot of of course a lot of his old movies are these vintage 1950s Japanese cinema movies that Trek to Yomi is inspired by. And I, I managed to almost watch a couple. I watched Seven Samurai, Yojimbo, Hidden Fortress, and Rashomon. Now, when I say almost, um, a lot of <laughs> I've yet to see the end of any of these movies. I, I, I keep falling asleep. I don't know what it is. Previously on the podcast, I did a whole episode about westerns. And I was going through this weird western phase, and I would watch westerns because basically they put me to sleep. I don't know, there was something about westerns that just lulled me to sleep. And the same goes for these samurai movies. They just, I, I put them on, I get interested, next thing I know, boom, I'm out. Now this is of no surprise because a lot of westerns are based on these old samurai movies. I mean, Seven Samurai was the inspiration for The Magnificent Seven. Uh, Yojimbo was the inspiration for Fistful of Dollars. And Hidden Fortress, that didn't really inspire Western, but it really inspired a lot of things that were in Star Wars, which actually I didn't know. Here's a couple examples of the little inspirations from Star Wars that George Lucas pretty much ripped off from Kurosawa. In Star Wars, the transitions between the scenes are side-swipe transitions. Uh, the it's, it's an effect you can easily put in, I uh, have it on uh, iMovie. You know, just the screen basically swipes from one end, from one side of the screen to the other. Well, Kurosawa is doing that in Hidden Fortress. Uh, the story is told from the perspective of peasants. I didn't get that. George Lucas said, oh, Star Wars is told from the perspective of C-3PO and R2-D2. Um, I, uh, the droids in Star Wars offer some sort of comedic balance to the story. And in Hidden Fortress, the peasants definitely offered the, you know, the sort of comedic bend that the, the story needed. But I don't think that the story of Star Wars was told from the perspective of the droids. But George Lucas said that it was. Uh, The main character in both uh, Hidden Fortress and Star Wars The New Hope is a Forgotten General. Obi-Wan Kenobi is the Forgotten General, of course, in Star Wars. And Toshiro Mifune's character is a Forgotten General in Hidden Fortress. And lastly, the Rebellion in both stories is being led by a princess. So... There you go, George Lucas. Absolutely no originality when he created Star Wars. It was all from Akira Kurosawa. But, watching all these classic samurai films got me nostalgic for some video games of my youth. Namely, Shinobi and Ninja Gaiden. So... I went on my Twitter at Consoles22 and I did a Twitter poll and I said, which game is better, um, Shinobi or Ninja Gaiden? Well, Ninja Gaiden won outright with three votes. It was a three to one. Yeah, that was how popular my Twitter poll was. Anyway, so Ninja Gaiden won the poll and I guess rightly so. But as a kid, I have a really heartfelt place, I guess, for Shinobi. I used to love going to the arcade and playing the Shinobi arcade cabinet. I actually was trying—I was trying to find one online. I'm, I'm sure there's some out there. There's a couple of playthroughs on YouTube. And when I was a kid, we had this little uh, handheld. And it was a Shinobi handheld. And where is it? I had the link right here. It was a Tiger Sega electronic handheld for Shinobi. And so I went on, of course, of course, of course, I go on shop Goodwill and I managed to, and I went into uh, the sold items in the advanced search. And I found some. Uh, I found this one. And it sold, you know, no box, no directions, just as is. Sold for $25.14. And that's not including shipping and handling. I was like, oh my God. But then I found this other uh, Shinobi handheld that only, that had, it didn't have the box, but it had, it was the handheld and the directions that came with it. And that only sold for $9.00. And I was like, "What? Why? Why did this one, that's probably better, go for nine dollars, and this one go for twenty-five? I have no idea." So if I, if I had twenty, thirty dollars lying around, you know, if this was like pandemic days, I would definitely have picked one of these up, just to sort of remember, see if I can remember how to play, because I would just sit there and play that game for hours. I mean, like the batteries would die and I'd be like, "Oh crap." I mean, it was like back in the day when when you were playing those battery-powered handhelds, like even like the old Game Boys, like when your batteries started to die, you knew it cuz the screen started to fade and it was always at, a, at some fucking point where you were like about to beat a boss or beat a level, that's when the batteries always started to die. So anyway, I just had all this nostalgia for the old Shinobi handheld um after uh, seeing you know all these old samurai movies, now the only shinobi games I actually have, uh, Shinobi Three came with the Sega with the Sega Mini Genesis, and when I hacked it, I didn't. I don't think I put the original Shinobi on there, and the Shinobi, the Shinobi for Nintendo apparently was really bad. I thought I had it on my Mini uh, NES, but I don't. So, uh, that only left me with Ninja Gaiden. I, months ago, I was talking about, um, Ninja Gaiden. I was thinking about, you know, trying to beat Ninja Gaiden. That game is super, like, that game is Nintendo hard. There's something about the timing of that game I've talked about before. I don't want to go into it again. So, Monday, when I did my Twitch live stream of retro games i tried playing ninja gaiden and i just got my ass kicked really bad and i didn't even make it past the second level and to even like get to the to beat that game i'd have to you know do the nes cheat where i'd have to stop save the game stop save the game stop save the game as i progressed so anyway if you have a chance go to twitch.com two consoles too late and there's should be a video of me sucking it up really bad at Ninja Gaiden. Okay, so this part's called Auction Alert. This is the part where my grandson talks about things, all these video games he finds on auction websites. So uh, listen up, okay? Alright, so this week on Auction Alert, I found a sealed copy of Top Gun The Second Mission. That is the sequel to the original NES game Top Gun. I found a sealed copy on Shop Goodwill for $212.99. And right now it is late Tuesday night. And there's 22 hours and 26 minutes left on the auction. And I went to pricecharting.com just to check it out. And the new price, this isn't a graded price. This is the new price. It's about. Uh, there's one here for two forty-nine, one ninety-nine, one eighty-six, two ninety-five. So I don't think this game's gonna go any higher than that. But once again, the uh, market being what it is, I wouldn't be surprised. But, <laughs> but, Shop Goodwill is definitely drinking the Kool-Aid because there's a buy-it-now price of five hundred dollars. That's right. A sealed copy of Top Gun: second mission, Sealed, can be yours for $500. That's just insane. So anyway, there you go. And uh, if you don't uh, pick up the game, definitely uh, check out the movie this Friday. I know I'd like to. Did you talk about the game with the plastic on it? Just, I just want to make sure because you were telling me about it and I had no idea what you were talking about. What is a podcast anyway? Alrighty, this has been the podcast for Two Consoles Too Late. I have been your host, Jackson Keebler. No, that was not my grandmother. That was actually my aunt. But anyway, uh, check me out on twitch.com slash Consoles too late every Monday, Friday at around 10 o'clock. And I'm usually streaming some sort of retro game. And drop me a tweet at consoles22 always putting something up there in the Twitterverse. And once again, check out Jaded Hyrule Hero for some funny Zelda-ness. But as always, have a good one. Bye.